Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hello, America, and welcome to the Friday edition of John Solomon Reports. I'm so grateful you're joining, and today we've got a treat. We're going to give you the ultimate preview to next Tuesday's State of the Union Address by Joe Biden. And you can say, ah, you know what, I don't want to watch Joe Biden. I don't trust him. I don't like his policies. I didn't vote for him, or maybe you did vote for him. You're still frustrated with him. We're not going to be talking about Joe Biden specific. Today, we were able to assemble an all-star cast on our television show, the Justin News television show, to tell you the true state of the union. Probably not the one you're going to hear in the speeches on Tuesday night, but the one that's impacted by inflation, by an open border, by rising crime, by the instability that has broken out all across this globe because of Joe Biden's policies. We're going to talk about that instability that's the one we got. An important conversation. The real State of the Union. We took the audio from all these great interviews we did on Real America's Voice on the Just the News show on this special, which we did in conjunction with our good friends, Heritage Action for America. You know them. Jessica Anderson and team have been on the show many times. And we're going to have a conversation about the true state of America, the true state of the union, not the spin you might get in next Tuesday's speech or in the aftermath of the speech or in the lead up to the speech. We're going to zero in on what matters, crime, inflation, tax that's taking a bite out of your wallet, the unstable world that Joe Biden has created in less than a year. All of that in the next half hour. I hope you enjoy the special we've put together from that TV special. And we'll be back over the weekend with some more specials. We got a Sunday, new Sunday edition that takes you through some of the best interviews I had on my TV show this week and puts them into a podcast form for your listening format. And tomorrow we've got a really, really special moment in our discussions. And we've had a lot of discussions all throughout this incredible week. We're always trying to get there, but we've had a great conversation with the great civil rights leader, the great civil rights voice, a leader in trying to get America to move beyond affirmative action. His name is Ward Connolly. You've read his books. You've seen him on television. You saw what he did as a regent at the University of California, historically moving a liberal state's college away from affirmative action to a more modern system. It is a powerful conversation about race in America, about what is right and wrong in the conflicts we're creating, in the lack of civility that we're living with, in the cancel culture that we've been enduring. I really hope you get a chance to listen to that interview. It's a special Saturday edition. I don't do them often, but Ward Connolly knocked this interview out of the park, and I want you to hear it. So a special edition Saturday, and then the normal new Sunday show of the best hits from the TV show podcast seven days a week from yours truly. I'm really grateful to be able to do that. All right, listen up to this incredible interview right after this commercial break. We're going to deliver the real State of the Union. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. 
Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title and your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Good evening, America, and welcome to this Just the News, Real America's Voice special report, The True State of the Union. I'm your host, John Solomon, and tonight, in partnership with our sponsor, Heritage Action for America, we're going to be exploring the true state of America. And that means tackling issues that President Joe Biden most likely won't be addressing in his upcoming State of the Union speech one week from today. From the consequences of the coronavirus lockdowns on small business owners and the defund the police movement on rising crime, to big tech censorship and record high inflation, Americans are growing increasingly restless and grim about the future of this great country. The so-called misery index measuring Americans' concerns about the economy is rising rapidly as American sentiments in favor of democratic policies are falling. It's a dynamic we haven't seen in years and it's setting in motion tectonic shifts on the political and policy fronts. Here to help break it all down, particularly the real state of this union, is our good friend Jessica Anderson, the Executive Director of Heritage Action for America and our partner for tonight's special. Jessica, welcome back to our program. Thanks, John, for having me. It's great uh, to be here tonight. It is great to have you here as well. I want to start off, you guys are out in the field so much and you're hearing from real Americans with all the grassroots work you're talking. What are people saying about price increases, the, the, the delivery delays and groceries? And, and you know, even when you go to the pump, it seems like the very basics of American life are really getting stretched. Well, I think what the Biden administration has proven is that they are testing Americans' resolve. Prices are on the rise. We can't buy a gallon of milk without paying more, paying more at the pump. Certainly still suffering under very reckless COVID lockdowns. Our kids are suffering in masks with uh, indoctrination through critical race theory as it's being uh, taught in our K through 12 schools. There's myriad of different issues and it's, it's hurting Americans and it's testing our resolve for how much more can we take? How much more can an average family like my own family, how much more can we take under this Biden regime? And so in the spirit of American optimism and pulling ourselves up from the bootstraps, that's where I think we are as a country right now, trying to dig deeper, show that we can still have an impact at the local level with our teachers, our school boards, and then all, all the way on up to governors, members of Congress, senators, to try to fight back and push back against the very reckless 
populist Biden agenda that's hurting so many of us. Yeah, and listen, one of the things that have softened the blow a little bit are the great 2017 tax cuts that occurred under President Trump with the Republican Congress. But people don't realize those are in danger of expiring. Mm-hmm. How is it? How important is it that the Rodney Davis bill, the legislation to make those tax cuts permanent, how is it important that that passes in the middle of all this crisis? Well, look, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was one of the one of the most significant things accomplished by the Congress under President Trump. And to make those tax cuts permanent would allow so much relief for American families and for American businesses all, of the, all over the country. You know, we've been on the road with our Save Our Paychecks tour, where we've been talking to small business owners that have been hurt um, by the lockdowns. And if you go the opposite direction and you actually increase taxes, like Biden's Build Back Better agenda tries to do, it's just... Just like kicking these businesses while they're already down, John. And so I think there's there's two prongs here. One, continuing to push back against Biden's build back, build back better agenda. I call it the build back broke agenda. We don't want to see that move at all this year. And then we want to make those tax cuts permanent to provide relief, provide money back into American families' pockets, and, and frankly, just to lift the resolve of this country under a very, very difficult constraints from Biden's regime. Yeah, and a lot of things I know I've heard from a lot of small business. I'm sure you're hearing it on the paycheck tour. Uh, increase of regulations, everything that's constraining yeah. energy exploration, requiring businesses to do more work to just get their job done. How important is that dynamic, the rise of regulation under uh, uh, Joe Biden and his big government agenda? You know, it's funny that you asked that, John, because I don't think regulation is something that we talk about enough. It's certainly not something that comes up at the dinner table. But the impact of heavy re- regulations does affect all of us. It, it affects us from our job, how much we are able to, to make on the dollar, what our actual workforce looks like. Is it ready for the challenges of the next generation? How do we train people in school and in higher ed and college? All of that. And so it's interesting because it's such a DC word, but the truth is it impacts all of our families just as much as our, our businesses and our livelihoods. And I think what you saw from the Biden administration is a complete disregard for freedom and a complete heavy emphasis on regulation. And he's proven that by by, um, issuing more and more regulations, even on the OSHA front, as we saw with the vaccine mandate. All of that is a reg. All of that is regulation. So this is a huge opportunity, I think, for members of Congress to differentiate themselves from the left and to really fight back against the over-regulatory state of our country today. Yeah, such an important topic. It's not being discussed in Washington a lot. We got about a minute left. Joe Biden's going to face the nation one week from tonight. His ratings are in the 30s. His administration is criticized on the foreign and domestic policy front. What do Americans need to hear from Joe Biden to get some solace, some sense that maybe things will get back on track? Well, what Americans need to hear from Joe Biden, I don't think is what they are going to hear from Joe Biden. They need to hear a message of safety and security. They need to hear that we're going to support the police and provide safety to our neighborhoods. They need to hear a message of economic resolve. We're gonna open up every single city, open up every single business and not strap businesses with more and more taxes, not strap families with more and more taxes. And they need to hear that parents are in charge of the education of their children. That is not a message that Biden will deliver, unfortunately, next week, but it's one that I'll be looking for to hear and hope that our cries from the American heartland actually resonate in this White House. Absolutely. Well, that's why your tour is so important, all the work that Heritage Action does. Thanks so much for joining us, Jessica. We're going to have a great rest of the show, and you got to start it off on a great uh, great thread here. All right, folks, when we come back, we're going to hear from the San Francisco Hair Salon owner, who not only rebuilt her business from the pandemic restrictions, she exposed Nancy Pelosi's hypocrisy, that haircut hypocrisy. We'll have that right after this commercial break. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, AMAC.us slash Just News to become a four-year member for just 
$30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free social security and Medicare guidance, money saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash just news. That's AMAC.us forward slash just news. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. As President Biden prepares to take the podium next week for his first State of the Union address all across this country, uh, governors and mayors are beginning to lift what were basically two years of lockdowns, mask mandates, vaccine mandates that not only had a profound effect on the psyche of America, it had a profound effect on Main Street America, on businesses here. And also it had a lot of effect on hypocrisy. A lot of people saw public leaders without masks while telling us we all had to wear them. My next guest knows a little bit about both things, rebuilding a business and a little bit about catching someone in hypocrisy. Joining me right now is Erica Caius. She is a salon owner in California, the salon owner who had Nancy Pelosi come into her uh, shop to have her hair done during one of those lockdowns. Erica, great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's an honor to have you. Um, you've been rebuilding your business from the ground up. What is it like when uh, an entire city, an entire state's locked down for two years for someone who's an entrepreneur, a Main Street business person like yourself? Yes, thank you. Um, very difficult to rebuild. Being, being shut down for that, for, well, California, let's back up. California was shut down for almost a year um, while the whole country reopened, I believe, in June of 2020. So uh, being shut down for that long, it's almost impossible to come back from it, unfortunately. So for right now, I have actually um, moved part-time to Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee. So I literally, because California and our governor, Gavin Newsom, is uh, so small business unfriendly, I literally had to pick up my business and work um, in another state. Amazing. Voting with your feet, which so many people do. California's <laughs> lost so many people in the last two years. It's, yeah. it's remarkable. As a small business owner, as someone that's trying to get back on their feet, rebuild that business, get customers back in, what can Washington and state governments do to assist you right now? You know, God, it would be great to have uh, tax benefits. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also raising the minimum wage is difficult. I mean, people... That's the, that's what I can't understand is they were trying to go for the, the minimum wa uh, wage raises when small businesses literally are just barely able to get back on their feet. Um, the PPP loans that they had given out a, a year ago, really, I mean, for myself, I barely got anything. It wasn't even enough to keep my business open. But it would be nice to have to definitely have some tax uh, breaks yeah. or, you know, maybe some more incentives of loans. For small businesses, but I haven't really come across much help at all from the government. 
Yeah, you've had to do it on your own. Uh, the, yeah. diff- the difference in cl- culture when you go from a California to a Tennessee, which pretty much tried to stay open all of this time. Uh, do yeah. you feel the difference when you get on the ground in Tennessee? Do you feel different than when you were in California? Oh, my gosh. One hundred percent. It's really nice to work somewhere where I'm not looking over my shoulder to see if I'm going to be shut down. And the folks in Tennessee have been so welcoming. Obviously, they're a little freaked out that so many Californians are coming. But I'm like, the majority of of clients, new clients that I have in Tennessee are people coming from California. But to be honest, too, they're all small business owners, people that have lost everything looking to go to a a, a business-friendly state, a safe place, a safe state to be, and actually a state where their kids can be in school as well without um, mandates. And a lot, I would say pretty much everyone I've come across is like myself coming to Tennessee. So I I reassure people in Tennessee that they have nothing to worry about, that nobody is going to come here and change the political dynamic. Yeah. You just want your kids in school and your business open. What a, what an amazing exactly. thing to ask. Yeah. Is that what to ask for? This is yeah, America. It used to not be that hard. All right, we got about a minute left. I want to ask you a quick question about the Nancy Pelosi episode. Everybody knows about it now, but I think over the last year we have seen repeated efforts of uh, elitists, you know, public officials not abiding by the rules that they imposed on us. Good for thee, but not for me. Uh, how important is that hypocrisy dynamic among the public? Has it really chagrined the public to the idea of listening to their government? Absolutely. I mean, the thing is, is it, it's almost when I still see this continually happening, just like at the, um, the Super Bowl. Right. You are still seeing so many leaders that for years in the past that we looked up to. Right. Um, completely going against their own mandates and rules. And it's. To, to me, it, it brings back um, when Nancy had came into my salon. I was obviously one of the first ones to expose that. Um, it's it's sickening to see that. You know, it's like if you are going to be in, in a, a political position like that, then set an example. Or to be honest, like when Gavin Newsom was, was caught at French Laundry, I always said, you know what, if he was out there busting his butt to help small businesses, help people get back to work people wouldn't have said anything. You know what I mean? Right. It's just, it's the hypocrisy is seriously, it's it's just something that I can't believe that is happening to this yeah. date. It's two years later and they still do it very freely. Yeah, it's just an amazing dynamic. Erica, we wish you well in your new endeavor in Tennessee with your business. And thanks so much for spending some time with us, helping describe what it's really like to get back on your feet. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to have you. All right, folks, when we come back, former Virginia Congressman and current Dean of the School of Business at Liberty University, Dr. David Bratt will be with us to talk about the state of our nation's economy. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
folks. Welcome back to our special report tonight, The True State of the Union, brought to you by Heritage Action for America. I'm your host, John Solomon, and standing by with me right now is Dr. Dave Bratt, not just the former Virginia congressman, but now the current dean of the School of Business at Liberty University. Dr. Bratt, it's an honor to have you on the program. Hey, thanks, John. Great to be with you always. Thanks. You are one of the most cogent voices when it comes to breaking down the impact of Bidenomics. We're one year into the Joe Biden big government experience. Give us your report card of where the, uh, the nation's economy stands. Yeah, well, the, the, I think the easiest way to do it is to show you what's at stake. And so all of human history lived under central planning, pharaohs and kings and whatever for all times, all cultures until about 1800. And then we made a social decision, right? We've always had markets, uh, but we have not had the market system. That was Adam Smith and uh, you know James Madison did the constitutional part. And our society chose a free market system that relied on allowing individuals to do uh, whatever they wanted to do. Uh, of course, you've got to pay attention to the market there. But this is revolutionary. The idea you're a free people, just pursue whatever you want without uh, intervention. And uh, that gave us the greatest prosperity the world has ever seen. And we're at the peak of it right now. But uh, in a nutshell, that, that free market system is being... Uh, torn down intentionally uh, by the left, right? We, we're no longer, uh, you know, the Democrats are no longer the uh, Jeffersonian liberals, uh, et cetera. They are, they're verging on, you know, big government for sure, central decentralization. Uh, and a lot of their agenda is Marxist driven, uh, right? And what do I mean? But there's no allegiance to God, to uh, higher philosophical truths, uh, no metaphysical, ethical claims, et cetera. Uh, they're just pursuing power. And so uh, when it comes down uh, to the economy, I mean, they, one thing that hurts an economy is like when you shut it down. So that that hurts. Uh, and then we have seven and a half percent inflation. Uh, and the phrase there is once the horse is out of the barn, you, you better slow that down. And uh, I just watch, you know, I recommend the big short to anyone who wants to see uh, the play all over again. Yeah. Oh, eight, oh, nine. We just went through this. Uh, the Fed, uh, the rich get richer. No one went to jail. Uh, the movie just makes a farce out of the the justice, the injustice inherent in our system back in 08, 09. And when no one goes to jail, you kind of learn a pattern. You can just break the laws uh, and enrich yourselves. Uh, and that's still what's going on. And uh, so I think the American people are finally starting to wake up. There are some good signs, right? This trucker thing and the Trudeau overreach and all that going on. Uh, but the economy is a corpse, right? And the, the evidence for that is is when you have you know thirty trillion in debt, which is stimulative, and then the Federal Reserve has eight to nine uh, trillion dollars in funny money that they've created, uh, and you're still only at two or three percent growth. Uh, you know the underlying real economy of capital, human capital, technology, et cetera, the stuff that creates productivity is dead. And just you know, all you got to do is picture that. You take away nine trillion from the punch bowl and ask yourself what the economy would look like without that stimulus. And so, yeah, they've ruined the economy in one year, and that's the bottom line. Yeah, it is. And you have no doubt, I think, that we're in a moment of stagflation, right? You've got inability to fill jobs. Uh, the inflation is outstripping uh, wage gains. Uh, yeah. It looks like we're headed to a slowdown with high inflation like we haven't seen maybe since the years of Carter. What is the uh, recipe? As someone who studies this for a living, got a couple minutes left. What is the yeah. recipe we need to uh, impose to get this back on track? Well, back when you had real leaders like Reagan and Paul Volcker, the first thing you do is you slam on the brakes uh, and you end the inflation so you can have rational calculations, right? It's not just like a few prices at Walmart. Uh, like it's P, it's big P. Yeah. Uh, MV equals PQ. It's the entire price level for the whole economy's off. So if that's not aligned and you're working off a price system, uh, it won't work. And so the recipe is just uh, slam on the brakes and then uh, we've got to encourage small business to get going. And then we've got to get serious about China, right? All of our geniuses at Harvard, whatever, put all of our supply chains in in China, yeah. uh, which in retrospect was just insane. Uh, and then we got to educate the, the American people as well. And and so uh, it, it's we have hard, heavy, heavy lifting. And it, it also, part of this is political, right? You've got to get rid of the size and scope of the federal government. Uh, Milton Friedman had all of that right, right? 
in, inflation is always and everywhere a monetary phenomenon. And then if you want to stop the growth of the beast and the distortions, get rid of it. And let's get back to the, uh, the founding federalism, 50 state experiments, everyone competing with each other, trying to outshine one another. Uh, and that set this country on the course it's on, which has just been a fantastic journey. But now uh, we're, we're at a tipping point, like you said. Yeah, there really is. We've got about 30 seconds left. How important is it to make sure that the Trump tax cuts do not expire? Oh, I mean, huge. That, that's your that's the, the true stimulus to the, the, the factors of production, right? To labor, capital, technology, uh, human capital, et cetera. That's the only piece that's incentivizing the productive part, right? The military, et cetera, you know, the every... It, GDP goes up when you have a war, but you wasted all those resources. You don't. Yeah. Want, we need, yeah. we need to put all of our resources into the smart folks, uh, and the U.S. is always the, the best at innovation. Right. And so, if you put resources with the innovation, boom, great things happen. Yes. And, and we also need to get rid of some of the monopolies. Right. The big tech, the so, five big tech firms are, are worth what China's worth. Yeah. Uh, you can't have that. Big dynamic. Dr. Brad, it is always a pleasure to have you on. You make sense of a very complicated economic world. Thank you so much. Yeah, just like you, John. Thanks for all your reporting. Great job. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. All right, folks, when we come back from the break, we're going to be joined by Arturo morales on to talk about critical race theory and the impact it's having on America all around the country. Right after this commercial break. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, folks, welcome back to our special, The Real State of the Union. As the state of President Biden's first State of the Union address draws closer, there is yet another issue that has taken a strain and further divided our nation over the past year, and that is the issue called critical race theory, or CRT for short. It's a philosophy that has entered into our schools, into our school curriculum, that teaches that the color of our skin is our predeterminant for our future. Whites will always be determined as oppressors, and minorities will always be the victim. They'll be those who are oppressed. Now, here to discuss his personal experience with this theory is Arturo morales Yan, a Heritage Sentinel hailing from the great state of Utah. Arturo, thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you very much. It really is a pleasure. I would like you to start off and just tell us, when did you first encounter CRT, critical race theory, and what was your reaction when you were exposed to it? You know, it's been it's been a few years that I have seen this, this trend. Um, uh, I was very worried for some time. I just didn't know what to do. Had had to get involved. Um, luckily, through um, uh, some uh, partnering with Heritage Action, I was able to get alerted and recognize what was happening in the schools, and that's how I decided to get very involved. Yeah, such an important thing. And of all the places, you wouldn't think that Utah would be one of the places that uh, it would be, but it, it was spreading across the schools here, much like it has across the country. What's been the reaction in Utah? What, what have lawmakers and others done to address the concerns that parents have that their children is being exposed to this philosophy? Well, there, there's two things. One is that um, COVID-19 really exposed all the flaws in, in critical race theory. 
parents for the first time were, were um, quarantined really 24-7, 24-7 and for months uh, with their children. And they had to be involved, directly involved in what's happening in, in what they were being taught. And that's when they realized that uh, there was something really wrong. Uh, and uh, it just created really a, a wave of um, activism and uh, a true grassroots um, groundswell movement and uh, uh, legislators, they didn't know uh, how to react, really, because they were their phone calls, uh, their phone numbers, uh, they were just flooded with phone calls and the emails. Um, so it has been really awesome to see this movement in Utah. Yeah, and I guess there's a specific Senate bill, right? Senate Bill 114, sponsored by Senator Lincoln Fillmore, that apparently addresses this, empowers parents to protect their children from this, uh, from these sort of race-based theories being taught to their children. How is that working right now in the legislature? Well, you know, we're in session. Um, uh, the, the, the bill is going through the process. Um, you know how these things work. Uh, um, it, it may look good one day, next day the, the bill may, may be uh, substituted, amended, but uh, it is all about pressure. Um, there is a, an organization in Utah now that one year ago didn't exist. The, it is called Utah Parents United. Today, this organization has over 30,000 members. Wow. And that is what this is all about, the, the grassroots involvement. And these are just moms and pops, uh, regular people with your cell phones, and they and they just get on the phone and they, they text to their, to, their, to their representative, to their senator, and they truly are making a difference. So it really it doesn't matter how many changes they make, Parents are tuned into what's happening with this piece of legislation, and they really get on their case. And uh, so it is really, once again, it's really awesome to, to, to be part of it. Yeah, the power of the grassroots. Our founding fathers always intended that to be the greatest power, the power of the people. And you right. see that not only in Utah, but all across this country. I want to ask you, that, you know, when you talk to parents, they suddenly found out that their children were being taught these issues, that your, your skin color is your predeterminant. Uh, clearly runs against so much of what we value in America, the upward economical mobility and the idea that anyone can succeed in a free market society. Uh, how shocking was it for parents to, to find out that this had been creeping in for two, three, four, five years into the school system? You know, this is, this is the, the, the uh, there's two things again that happen in, in this case. One is that, you know, uh, Utah is a very religious state. So, uh, Neighbors, they go to church together on Sundays, and uh, everybody is a brother, is a friend, and uh, you know we have great uh, chemistry. But when it comes to school, there's this CRT was creating this division, and and again that when you when you mess with with mama bears cubs, <laughs> those mama bears really react, and that's they when do. they saw that that they were creating pitting their children against their their neighbors against their friends they go to church with. They says, wait a minute, this is wrong. And, uh, and, and they, they got involved and, uh, and wow, again, it, it, it is, they didn't realize really uh, what they were uh, uh, messing with, uh, with children really. Parents reacted and uh, were making a difference. Yeah, there's a good lesson there. Never awake a mama bear. That's a dangerous thing to do Never any day. Never with mama bear, that's right. <laughs> um, this movement, which began with CRT, has now really expanded to a larger debate about parents' rights, that parents have a say. There was that great moment, amazing moment in the Virginia race where the Democrat candidate said parents don't have a say in their kids' schools. And parents said, oh, yes, we do. And in Virginia, Governor Yunkin has brought so much of this, whether it's giving parents the power to determine if their children wear masks to what they're going to be taught. Does this movement keep going? We've got about a minute left. Where does this movement go to ensure parents have a say over every aspect of their children's education? Well, you know, there's another piece of legislation right now that is making its way through again. And uh, this one basically says that parents have the, the primary responsibility for the education of their children. And that responsibility, it, it is greater than the state. So the state really has no um, priority in determining the education of our children. And that is a great bill. It's making its way through. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's an important issue all around. Got about 30 seconds left. I just want to ask one question. As we come out of COVID, are parents taking a second look at public education and the bureaucrats that run it? Just Is this a moment of inflection? Oh, I, I absolutely. Um, 
it is not just legislation. It is also school boards. Yeah. Parents are very well informed now. They are getting very well educated at what they need to do to run for school board positions. And I had to replace some of these members. They, they, they are really um, just empowered by what's happening. And this is not just all. There's also a movement now to create a different way to, to get some of these school vouchers so they can serve their children to whatever school they want to, whether it's charter school or private school, and take some of those taxpayers' dollars that are allocated to, to their school districts Such and take them to the, with them to private school. Such an important thing, school choice, parents' rights. What a moment in history. Arturo, you're on the front lines fighting this as a parent. It's what we want to see in America. We'll be right back, folks, with more discussion about the real state of the union. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hello, America. Welcome back for the commercial break. Uh, it's been about 18 months since George Floyd's tragic death touched off a liberal movement to defund police departments all across the country. And now Americans are beginning to feel the consequence of that. Major cities all across America, which cut their police departments, are now in the midst of massive crime waves. And there are additional worries, worrisome signs on the horizon. Here to break this all down for us is the former commissioner of the NYPD, Bernie Carrick. Bernie, good to have you on the show, sir. Thanks, John. How big a dynamic, how big an impact did the defunding the police movement have on public safety? You know what, John, if you go back to my first interview, my first interview post-announcement of the defunding, uh, you know, the police movement in Minneapolis, I said that it, there would be a major crime wave, there would be increases in violent crime, shootings and murder. Um, this would be systemic. Um, and for every department that engaged in defunding, you would see the same thing. What we've seen is exactly what I said then. We've seen substantial increases in shootings, violent crime, murder um, in a number of these cities that have engaged in defunding that are all run by Democrats and that have all refused um, to support their police departments from mayors, city council members, governors, you name it. Um, and those cities are in torment now uh, all across the country. Yeah, the numbers are just staggering uh, from California to New York and Minneapolis to the south. It's just remarkable. Um, the other day we had Sheriff Villanueva from the Los Angeles County Police Department. He's a uh, sheriff's department. He was about to lose 4,000 officers to the vaccine mandate. Is there a second impending crisis on the horizon here where police departments are going to shrink even further because of these vaccine mandates? Yeah, John, but think about who's who's creating these mandates, right? Who's putting these mandates into place? It's the same exact people that's calling for defunding the same city council members, the same mayors. It's the same exact people that's putting them into place. New York City, uh, you know, in the last week, uh, the new mayor of New York City fired, you know, f I think it was 
1,400 people or some number like that, um, including cops and firemen, first responders. This is another way for the radical left to get rid of the police. They, they now they're, they're stepping away from the defund movement, right? Nancy Pelosi has has basically backed off the defund movement, and she's telling others that it's all about law and order. Nancy Pelosi was invisible, completely invisible, for the last eighteen months on this issue. But naturally, the polling today tells everybody, the Republicans and Democrats, nobody wants defunded. Nobody wants to live in a war zone. Nobody wants to work, live, visit, or go to school in a place where they're not safe. The bottom line is the defunding now is going to take a turn, but the left and the radical left that wants to get rid of the cops, wants to diminish the departments, they're going to use this this mandate, vaccine mandate, to do that. Yeah, that's exactly what the sheriff said and several other uh, police chiefs that we've had on the show recently. This is a real crisis on the horizon. Another thing that happened during this period of defunding the police, the constant negative comments that political leaders made sort of reduced the public's respect, particularly young people for law enforcement. Now you're seeing these audacious efforts to ambush police officers, police officers sitting in their car unprovoked. They get shot by people. We've seen it from California all the way to New York. Uh, How do we put a stop to that? That is one of the most troubling things that every person we've talked to in the last few months has raised with us. Well, I I think, John, one, it it is the responsibility of the local political leaders to change that. And and you have these radical leftists and these Marxists that despise the police. They despise the way that America is run. They despise the Constitution. So they're all about denouncing the cops, right? Um, we, We have to create a movement in this country, a social movement for for our young to basically get them back into school, teach them civics, teach them respect, teach them all the things that we were taught when I was a kid. Um, You know, the police were the heroes. Today, you have mayors, city council members and governors, radical leftists that are basically telling our, our children that the police are the enemy. And what happens? That takes the kids to a position where they despise the cops. The bad guys, the thugs, they're now emboldened to go out and attack the cops. We've seen attempted assassinations and assassinations on cops like we haven't seen in the last 30 years, back to the Black Liberation and Black Panther Party days. Um, So we've got to change the culture, got to change the mindset, and it's got to start in our schools. Yeah, such an important dynamic. I want to ask you about one other thing, because you've been very cogent in speaking about this over the last year, the border situation, the lack of border security. It isn't just a Texas-Arizona problem anymore, because the illegal uh, immigrants, many of them, 27%, according to CPB, with prior criminal records, are being shipped inward right into your backyard, Westchester County and New York, other places. Uh, how do we address this? we got about a, about a couple minutes left. John, you know what? They're coming into Newark Airport at 2.30 in the morning. They're coming into Westchester County at 2.30 in the morning on these private aircrafts. Um, Here's the bottom line. If if I was the next president, if I was the next president, I would initiate an investigation into who authorized this, how it started, what they were doing. This is basically the illegal movement of of people into this country. Um, You know, you've got people that are coming in here unvetted. Nobody knows how important it is to vet the people coming into this country to make sure we're not letting people in here that want the demise of this country or that want to hurt this country. I've been there. I've lived through 9-11. I know what it's like. We're allowing people to come into this country now unvetted, unvaccined. You know, they're firing 4,000 cops. They're trying to fire them in L.A., 4,000 cops they're going to get rid of, but they're letting hundreds of thousands of people come out of the borders without vaccines. This is completely insane. And I'm telling you, the next president needs to hold the people accountable that allowed this. This is nothing. This is a movement, a movement of allowing illegals in here. And it shouldn't have happened. Yeah, a a massive human trafficking operation run by our own government. 
Commissioner Carrick, it is always an honor to have you on. You give us the straight truth. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, John. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, get ready for a laugh and some hard thinking. Seth Dillon from the Babylon Bees here, one of the great satire sites in America. We're going to talk about censorship and what can be done about it right after this commercial break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. folks welcome back from the commercial break listen since the founding of this great nation more than 240 years ago politics and humor have gone hand in hand our great leaders from the founding fathers to ronald reagan have used humor and satire to force americans to think often about is this really the nation we want to be and our next guest falls into that great tradition he is the founder and ceo of the great satire site and news site babylon b seth dylan seth great to have you on the show today great to be on thanks for having me you know, I, I talked about the founding fathers. They did have a good sense of humor, but I don't think they ever imagined an America where humor and opposing views would just be censored and canceled at any will, at any cost. How big a problem is censorship, particularly when it comes to big tech? I think it's a big problem. I mean, when I talk about it, I, I describe it as like the issue for our time. Um, and there, there's a reason for that. I mean, there's a lot of other issues that matter. There's a lot of issues that are important to people that affect them directly, you know, economic issues, um, uh, all kinds of social issues. When it comes to the, the issue of speech, though, um, and the control that's being exerted over what you're allowed to say and how you're allowed to say it and even who you're allowed to make fun of or what types of jokes you're allowed to make. It's really detrimental to society to have one side allowed to voice their opinions and to uh, make assertions and claims and the other side to be uh, to be silenced and marginalized uh, and ostracized for, for what they think and what they believe. Um, I think it's really I think it's it, it spells uh, it means nothing good for our future if we continue to go down this trend. And so I think there needs to be a lot of pushback on it. Uh, and I, we're trying to do that with a lot of mockery and humor. But we're also trying to exert our right to be on these platforms to continue making these jokes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you had your own personal encounter with cancel culture and censorship. The New York Times, Facebook, some of the left went after you and tried to shut you down. I thought you gracefully repelled it. I, I, I think you wrote the playbook and how you repelled this. But tell our audience a little bit of what that experience was like. <laughs> well, you know, it's taken a few different um it's manifested itself in a few different ways. It started out with a lot of fact checking that was happening. You know, we had we had ridiculous stories getting fact checked, like CNN purchases industrial sized washing machine to spin the news in before publishing it. You know, stuff like that was getting rated false <laughs> on these platforms. And, and then Facebook is telling us that they're going to demonetize us and take us off the platform if we continue to publish false information like this. And so um, the fact checking thing was one of these things. And and then the threats that came on the back of it. And the way and what's interesting about the fact checking now is that a lot of it is funded by Facebook. Facebook Facebook gives grants to like USA Today to go out there and fact check stories. We did one about how um, the Ninth Circuit Court had overruled Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death, which is just it can't happen. You can't overrule someone's death. But they cited 15 sources. In a, yeah, they cited 15 sources in a refutation of that joke. Um, they were checking the Ninth Circuit Court's website, you know, but you scroll to the bottom of the fact check and it's funded by Facebook. So Facebook is, you know, funding these fact checks and then threatening to deplatform people who uh 
who come up false, even if they're just making jokes. So that's been, you know, one, one, one way that they're doing it. But the other thing that we've been dealing with is some of the misrepresentation that's happening in the media with, you know, CNN personalities out there saying that we just pretend to be a satire site. We just yeah. call it satire, but we're really misinformation. Yeah. Um, the New York Times said that we're a far right misinformation site that sometimes traffics in misinformation under the guise of satire. So we're pretending to be satirists. We're not really satirists. We're, we're really a disinformation outfit that's, uh, that's trying to pull the wool over your head. So, um, you know, that there's been a lot of attacks. And so we've, we've pushed back on that where we have to, we get serious. Like we've actually, we actually threatened the New York times with a lawsuit if they didn't retract that. And they did, which is good. But yeah. for the most part, we just try to joke about this stuff and make light of it because, you know, even giving it a ser- serious attention seems to give it more, um, more weight than it should carry. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I think you've done it with grace and humor. I laugh at the same time I cheer when I see a victory that you've scored. Um, <laughs> You've taken an unusual step. So there was a, you've been very supportive of, of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' social media regulation bill, even filed a friend of the court brief in that case. Tell us why you mm-hmm. decided to get involved and why you think that approach might be a good way to push back on all of this nonsense. I think any pushback is good, um, you know, depending on what you're doing and how you're doing it. You, you may you may shoot yourself in the foot if you don't handle it the right way. Um, but, you know, ultimately, there needs to be a solution here. Right. I think that either either Congress needs to step in and change the law or, uh, you know, the Supreme Court could get a chance to look at how Section 230 has been ruled on in the past and how this immunity for these these platforms has been um, interpreted so uh, broadly and extravagantly that that it allows them to basically have their cake and eat it, too. They can engage in this kind of publisher style, uh, deciding what goes up and, and what stays up. You know, this moderation that goes beyond just simply taking down objectively objectionable content to actually engaging in political viewpoint discrimination. And what's happening here is we have what what is what is really and, and even the Supreme Court's called it this, by the way. Supreme Court has referred to these social networks, the big the big three or the main platforms as, uh, you know, the, the modern public square. Um, this is where the vast majority of public discourse is taking place. Um, this is where this is where people like the president himself are communicating with the public. Um, you know, so there there are there are speech issues at play here. And if the law hasn't caught up to that, it needs to. And there needs to be protection for people being on these platforms and not being sidelined from them because there really are no meaningful alternatives to it. You can't. You, you can build an, another alternative that's functionally similar to these platforms, right. but you won't have the reach. The same people aren't on there. They end up being ideological echo chambers. If you want to be in the public square, you need to be on these platforms. Um, so, you know, there's a big conversation about how best to do that. I'm glad that DeSantis is, uh, that Governor DeSantis is pushing back and trying to do something about it proactively himself because no one else has. Yeah. I want to go to the language of cancer culture. We've got a couple minutes left here, but this is really important. Words like truth watching and uh, misinformation and conspiracy theories have really become euphemisms for, we just want to cancel the opposing opinion. Uh, Do most Americans, have they figured out that the boy has cried wolf just far too many times and they find out uh, that uh, these are just code words for we want to cancel one side of the debate? I think they're starting to figure it out. I mean, when you use, like, okay, so, uh, you know, racist is a good example. The word racist is so overused. You know, there's obviously clear examples of racism, and there are people who are racist, of course. That, that's that's undeniable. But when you use it to describe anybody who disagrees with you, then a racist is just a person you don't like. And if you and if you use misinformation, the, the word misinformation, to um, to just write off anybody who disagrees with you, then then someone who's uh, misinformative is just a person with an opinion that you don't like. And, and so I think people are starting to see that and catch on to it. Um, you know, these words have really, they've been stretched beyond words like inclusion, which really just means, you know, uh, in- including anybody that we want and that we agree with and excluding everybody else. You know, diversity, none of these words mean what they're supposed to mean anymore. And I think people are catching on to that. Yeah. Um, our guide to wokeness, we published a guide to wokeness that deals with a lot of these redefinitions of terms. Um, and so, you know, that could, that could be a useful resource for people. They should. Last question, just real quick. We've got about 30 seconds. When I read your site, the question I always think I ask myself, is this really the America we want to be? Is that intentional? Is that one of the goals you have to get people to think what America should we be going forward? Yeah, I think it's to draw attention to just uh, just how crazy things are, you know, to, to draw out the hypocrisy, the absurdity of what's going on, to make us think twice about the direction that we're going in, the things that we think, the things that we believe, the ideas that are popular. Are they good for us? Uh, you know, I think examining that with satire is an effective way. G.K. Chesterton said that humor can get in under the door while seriousness is still fumbling at the handle. And I love that <laughs> quote. I think it's I think it, it speaks to how effective satire is, how hum- how humor can you know deliver a message more easily than arguing with someone until you're blue in the face. And so we're going to continue to do that and ridicule bad ideas before they can take root. Yeah, such an important role. Seth, it's an honor to have you on. Thank you so much for what you're doing. And uh, we'll get you back on soon again. Thanks again. 
Thank you so much. All right, folks. Well, it's hard to believe, but the hour has already gone by. That's it for tonight's special. I'd like to give another shout out of appreciation to our sponsor and partner for tonight's show, Heritage Action for America. They make these sort of conversations possible each month. We're so grateful for the partnership and we're so grateful for you to join us here on Real America's Voice Network and to hear unfiltered truth to get facts, you can go home and make up your own mind. That's what tonight was about. We hope you enjoyed it. The real state of the union. Hopefully you have some good takeaways from tonight. May God bless you and may God bless this extraordinary country of the United States as you go home tonight with your family and loved ones. Thank you so much. And remember tomorrow, tune in when Just the News returns to our normal programming with my great co-host, Amanda Head, every night, 6 p.m. right here on Real America's Voice. Good night. and Thank you for joining at Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events. And you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.